Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. You guys, it's been one hell of a month, but we are on our final week of compilation month. How are we feeling? You know, I thought I was full after Thanksgiving last week, but you know, I'm still hungry. Hungry for comps. That's right. There we go. I'm hungry for a variety of artists and songs on one album. Yep. I'm the kind of person who puts everything in the bowl and just mashes it together. Yeah. Just a little something about me. Well, you've got quite a bowl of mash and new metal today as we round out Compilation Month with Straight Up, the tribute to Lynn Strait of Snot. Um, do not be confused by the Wikipedia. As you know, longtime listeners know, Wikipedia, while helpful, not accurate. Spawn Hashtag soundtrack. Spawn soundtrack. <laughs> I'll never forget. Never forget. Um, it says it's a, it's a Snot album. I spoke to Josh Toomey, who pointed out that on his episode of his show, when he had on Members of Snot, they confirmed that it is not a Snot album, that all of the music that was written for this album was written for this album, not for Snot. So, in case anyone wants to get sticklers on us and say, is that a comp? It's a comp. Step back. Yeah. But before we get to that. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But before we get to that... We uh take that. <laughs> oh yeah. If they were if they were thinking about it. I know that you're spending all of your time <laughs> listening to Roach Coach ready to hate. But you better step <laughs> off. Step the fuck off. That's right. Uh Matt, Jenny, normally we talk about who's tweeting. Who's and tweeting? we will. But we gotta talk about the biggest news of twenty eighteen. Who's in the studio? Now, if you have been following Mr. West Borland on Instagram, you will know that Fred Durst's house burnt down while Wes was there with his guitars and pedals. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, new pictures start spilling out that he's got new guitars and new pedals. And then noodly, 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 nude. Boom, news, <laughs> he's in the studio, Limp Bizkit, new record, they're finally doing it, putting pen to paper, paper to pen, wax cylinder to needle. Mm-hmm. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep it's going. all happening. New Limp Bizkit record, who knows when the release date is. It's no longer Stampede of the Disco Elephants. Who knows what the hell it's going to be called. All I know is the coach is excited for it. Very, very excited. Lauren, you texted me like within 30 seconds of him posting it. So excited. And you know what? I don't know. I doubt they're listening, but they are, and they're not sure what to name it. I got a real good title. Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit, new album. The boys did it again. (laughs) There you go. You're... (laughs) You're welcome to use that if you'd like to. You're welcome. Free of charge. You can have it. You can have it. Uh, Jenny, how are you feeling about new Limp Bizkit coming? Oh, I'm ready. 
Uh, I knew I was in too deep when I started getting text messages from people who don't listen to new metal saying, big day for you. When this gets in the studio again. Big day for you. Yeah, big day said, for you. Thank you. I feel very blessed. So uh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. All right. We are ready for it. All right. And we are also ready to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting. Who is? So we did an episode all about Disturbed's third album, 10,000 Fists. 10,000. And we had some <laughs> feedback on it. Oh, we Ellen, sure did. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, Jenny. Take oh, it no, away. I'm ready to read this. Lauren. You're ready. So Go sorry. for it. Uh, Alan Smock says 10,000 fists and a whole lot of butt to put them in. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted that one. That I should have let fine. you know. No, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, Timothy John Henderson says, I totally feel the pain you guys went through going through this record. It's like you said, it just all sounds so similar and it makes you want to take out the CD and re-listen to the sickness instead. Maybe the next Disturbed record will fare far better on our ear holes. And then he says, a quote, only time will tell. The guy. Thank you very much. Jason Andrew Goodman says they go further into the arena metal sound with it. I'm sure if I were to revisit it, I'd get at least a whiff of butt, but I enjoyed it back in the day. So with one simple change, I can fix the album, play it at 150% speed. The songs don't feel as mind-numbingly samey when they're two to three minutes long, and they feel a lot more aggressive when sped up. Just give 10,000 fists a spin sped up. Bonus, the album clocks in at 37 minutes, so suddenly, it's much more respectful of everyone's time as well. As for the cover, I might have enjoyed it if In Flames hadn't already done, uh, hadn't already put out a superior Land of Confusion cover, uh, complete with YouTube link. Thank you very much, Jason. Nick Jones says you guys aren't wrong about the '80s metal connection. The guitarist Dan's pre-disturbed band was full-blown hair metal, and then he included a YouTube link to the band Vandal. And their song "Better Days," just the thumbnail. I'm getting, I'm getting contact vibe from the Aquanet. It's wild. Oh yeah, that could have been a rock star card, easily, mm-hmm. absolutely. Easily. Or, or the movie Rock Star with one, <laughs> with one Mark Wahlberg, yeah, maybe. and one Jennifer Aniston. I gotta sing for this band. Look. If I were to tell you the last time I watched Rockstar was within the past six months. I would not be surprised. <laughs> it's true. It was on. I watched it. I won't say any more. Uh, Chad Whirl said, what? I was no, going to say on. a quick piece of Rockstar trivia. And is the only reason I've ever thought about watching the movie is that Third Eye Blind lead singer Stephen Jenkins has a cameo in the movie as a rival rocker. Really? He does. Well, now I'm going to have to watch it again, damn it. Watch, I've got to watch it for the first time just to see it, because um, as be... people know, I'm a huge fan of the Jenks. That is true. Well, I'll have seen that movie more times than I've seen Citizen Kane, and that's just <laughs> fine with me. Uh, back to the feedback here. Chad Worrell says, the amount of butt on this record. This was the first album I ever downloaded off of LimeWire. I risked PC herpes for a meh disturbed <laughs> record. Well, Chad, good news. Most people have herpes, whether they know it or not. It's extremely (laughs) treatable. Worth it. If you're downloading things off the internet, you should just assume that you have PC herpes. That's Uh, right. There you go. 
Uh, Elric said, when this album came out on MySpace, their promotion was having their top eight friends be characters based off this record. So you had the guy, goth girl, etc., and George W. Classic Disturbed. Wow. Classic Draymond. I yes, I could see Draymond setting up that top eight, crossing his arms and saying, "Done for the day. Wheel me out of here, boys," because he's in a straitjacket. Uh, so his comment section, I think, was full of people thinking it was really him. You get a bunch of fuck you, Bush, and also a Mr. President, please sign my anti-abortion petition. God bless you. I'm not sure why they did that. They did it because it was a great idea, Elric. There you go. Yes. Nick mm-hmm. Fenton says big thanks to Matt helping to recalibrate Lauren at the end of this episode. That's what I'm here for. Recalibrate nothing. I ain't got no sleeves on my shirt. I got a Jeep outside. I got two kings now, baby. Cotton mouth and step. There we go. Uh, finally, Mike oh, Newton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike Newton says, uh, I'm super late to the party, but here's my take. Never late, Mike. Uh, this is the album full of Lost Disturbed singles. As I was listening, I found myself saying, hey, I remember that one. The fuck happened to that song? And while it was good to hear some of the singles again, five minutes later when I was humming them, I remembered why I didn't enjoy it so much. Too overplayed for my taste, and it was a call to mass appeal. But this episode is why I love Roach Coach. I enjoyed the music. I highly enjoyed the review. And I found myself laughing my ass off out of nowhere because of the random comments. That's what this podcast is all about. Fucking laughter and music. And you guys did great today. <laughs> Thanks for the episode. Thanks, man. Thank you, Coach. That's so awesome. I feel like that was like a boy's take a knee. <laughs> We're going to talk this about This is what, what you your show is about. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you for our own Rudy moment. Thank you. Over there. Uh, over on Twitter, Box Boron says, finally a British accent from one of y'all. Keep it up, and in 100 years, it'll sound realistic. <laughs> this isn't a diss. My U.S. accent is appalling. Uh, not bothered about Disturbed, though. Nothing at all to keep my ear holes interested. Yeah. I got some feedback on my fake British accent when I was in London, and it was fair. <laughs> I never thought it was good, but I had a moment where I was like, well... Maybe it's secretly good. It's like oh. waitress sings in diner and someone's like, who is that? I've been waiting for the next big thing. <laughs> no, they were like, not even close. And then when we asked them to do an American accent, they just kept going, I want some dips with my nachos. <laughs> and it was perfect. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's it, amazing. It exactly right. Uh uh, Shmeev said, Pete Best as the guy, the best in the world. Wake up, Sheeple. Draymond is practically handing this one to us. Is Pete Best the guy? Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Odds I have are. Got, <laughs> it's probably. I got to tell you, we've talked about Pete Best more in this show than I ever thought. When we started, why does Pete Best come up so much? Jenny loves Pete Best. I love Pete Best. Pete Best, if each member of the Beatles were a genre of music, Pete Best would be new metal. (laughs) (laughs) Outright dismissed. But they're from the beginning. But they're from the beginning. New metal's always been around us. All right. And I don't know how to pronounce this, but at. Svavli at S-V-O-V-L-I. I'm sure that that's some sort of Roman numeral or some such thing. 
says, Roach Coach, who do you think would win in a fight between the disturbed guy and the five finger death punch guy? Oh, geez. It's hard to say. Based on looks alone, I think people would say the five finger death punch guy, but he looks like he's just going to die of cardiac arrest at any moment. Lauren, what do you think? Five finger death punch guy is roided up as fuck. And on top of being super roided up, he also has a bat and a machete. Um, on the other hand, the guy is surrounded by all of the people who are inspired by the guy, which if you've seen the video for Land of Confusion is everyone. We are all inspired by the guy. He is very inspirational. And he is also jacked, but in a way that feels slightly more to a day. While Five Finger Death Punch guy is six a day plus a shot in his ass. Um, so I'm going to say the guy. Five Finger Death say- Punch guy looks like Ronnie Coleman. And I just watched a documentary about how Ronnie Coleman is like falling apart now. He's a bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh, five Finger, uh, the guy himself looks like, this is weird, but. One time I was at Coney Island. Just stay with me here. I was at okay. Coney Island, the beach trip. in New York. And uh, I was I was laying in a little sun tent and I looked out this little mesh packet and there was a there's like a there's like a mesh panel in the back of it. And I look out the back of it and there's like this old leathery looking guy who's ripped but like thin but ripped. And he's just walking around the beach talking to random women and then he just starts massaging them. Like several women, and he just looks like he would live forever and just walk around the beach massaging women. So I feel like, based on the fact that I saw this old, you saw Oily Jim, <laughs> Oily Jim. I kept taking videos of it and sending it to my friend Renee because I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" But the guy looks like one of those old, like Ron Popeil type guys who just like lives forever. Whereas five finger, five finger death punch guy is like a Ronnie Coleman who got too big. Started falling apart. Uh, honestly, this is a little dark, but um, yeah, the, the 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 guy does remind me of yeah, like a very fit. Like we do, it, because it seems like he is ageless. He does seem like an older, fit man. And there's a guy I went. I mean, I didn't know him, but he went to the same high school as me. And he just got arrested for attempting to murder his girlfriend Holy in a shit. roid rage. It was fucked up. It was all over the news. It got shared all over my Facebook. And I look at this guy and I'm just like, yeah, this is this is this guy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We need to stick with the people who juice to live everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like meaning like fruit juice. Yeah. Yeah. Not- the guy. That's the thing. The guy seems natural. He seems like he came to this by, you know, following. He's got a notepad listing off his time at the bench, his time at the barbells, his time doing the cardio. Um, yeah. So we are firmly on the side of the guy. That's right. Mm-hmm. He has a strong Kundalini uh, yoga regimen. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know the guy's doing yoga. You know. Absolutely. So that's it for who's tweeting. <laughs> Keep <laughs> on tweeting Facebook and send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, shoot on over to the Instagram. Give us a follow. Find out who our man crush Monday might be, which is a new thing. You know what? We might keep doing it, or I might have just done it this one week. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, just, I appreciated I it. It uh, it made me feel real special. Oh, you are a special guy. Oh, shucks. All right. Uh, 
P.O.D. dropped a new record. It's called Circles. It's 38 minutes long. When you wrote that, I was like, well, it's already good. Oh, I got to tell you, these boys pretty much figured out how to get the job done. There's only one slow reggae song. There's a song about the the fact that people need to pray more, but it still rocks pretty hard. It has a song in which it says, you know my name, and I'm going to put it on this bullet and put it in your brain. And I was like, new metal's alive and well in 2018, baby. That's what I'm talking about. And then I look, and P.O.D. is coming to town, touring with Nonpoint and Islander. Whoa! Ooh. So I hit up our friend Josh Toomey. I said, Josh, you going to P.O.D. Nonpoint? He's like, you fucking know I am, dude. You want to be my plus one? And I said, uh, yeah. So I'm going to P.O.D. Nonpoint Islander, you guys. Am I hoping they do a live? Yep. Am I hoping Nonpoint does our gulo? Yep. Do I think they're going to do our gulo? Nope, but I'm going <laughs> to hope it. <laughs> and, Just uh, make that sign. Yeah. Or gulo. Play it. Viva um, La Pew, Puerto Rico. Absolutely. And Nonpoint have a new album, which I have not listened to yet, but I believe it is 55 minutes long. So just point mm. that out. Um. Yeah, so um, I should, uh, provided I do end up going and everything goes, I will have a report from the pit. I will not be going in the pit. <laughs> report from the pit. Pit. I was not in the pit. Just a catchy name. All right, you guys. We're closing out compilation month with Straight Up, a tribute to Lynn Straight of Snot. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on November 7th, 2000. Thick of it. Thick of it. Jenny, any history was straight up? Uh, nope. None whatsoever. Lauren, okay. how about you? Uh, yeah, we had a sampler of this album in my college radio station, and I will admit I never played it. Even mm-hmm. though now I'm like, th- there was, I can't believe I didn't play this thing. Like this was it was waiting for me. I never played it, but I was uh, very familiar with the um, Seven Dust song on here, uh, Angel Sun, um, which had a video that was getting played uh, a decent amount, um, and uh, and then it was re-recorded for Seven Dust album Animosity. So I had heard it in both forms. That so that was my familiarity with it, but I never, I never took the time to listen to it. And I'm a little shocked about it that I did not do that. Matt Nas, history with Straight Up. Well, 100% had promo promo material for this at the record store. When I look at this album cover, I'm like, yeah, I totally remember this record. I never really put it together because I didn't know of Snot. Uh, so for me not to know Lynn Straight and not to look at the font that they wrote it in and be like, why isn't the GH there? Um, which is how I talk. So yeah, this will be a new listen for me. All right. So we've got genre tags, alternative metal and new metal. We have producers on this. Uh, Mike Doling, John Toomer Fainstock, and Jim Wirt. The album art, there are two covers. Uh, the cover I have um, has a blue cover with the sky and clouds and Lynn Strait placed over it and clearly a shot from when he was in concert, Rockin' Faces. Um, the alternate cover 
which I love is of basically all of the guests on this album um, who I do not want to mention just yet because I want some of them to be a surprise if you do not know. Uh, but they're all a lot of new metal luminaries. They're just these floating heads surrounded by blackness. So you just have all these little heads, these new metal heads. And um, I like that. I mean, I guess maybe we should go through these liner notes as we go through these songs because every single song has its own page with lyrics and some pictures with the singers. And um, I will mention, though, uh, Jenny, I don't know if you saw this, that I sent that over to you, is that it did have a little flyer with it for me to get some immortal products. Yes, I did see that. Um, Did you like any of the swag gear that they were selling you? Um, I mean, those cargo shorts were pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So I could probably get after those. What How about, about the, you? Um, you know, I, I'm someone who doesn't have a head that can wear a skull cap, but I always wish I could wear a skull cap. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually bought a Deftone skull cap that I found in my basement a couple weeks ago. And uh, that thing never fit my head. And I remember I was seeing a girl at the time and I put it on and she's like, so is this going to be a thing? And that's when I knew I should stop wearing the skull hat. That's a pretty good sign. Good for you for being perceptive. Hey, man, I picked it up what she was putting down on that one. I wonder if I could still get this stuff. You think if I send a a, a money order or a personal check to these guys, I I could get my immortal uh, hoodie in uh, four to six uh, weeks? I might not do that. Okay. But let me know how it goes if you do. Okay, for sure. Um, all right. Well, I think we've covered just about everything. I think it's just time that we dive into this bad boy. All right. So just to be clear, these are all songs, like you said, that were written with members of Snot and other new metal luminaries. Uh, but it was, they were not pre-written. This is all just written for this album, right? Correct. Okay, great. That was as much for me as it was for our listeners. There we go. All right. The first song is Starlit Eyes featuring my boy Serge from System of a Down. Do I have to get naked people for you to remember my name? It's Lynn from Snot. Yeah, this is uh, one hell of a hot open. Um, I I gotta be honest. I think when I first heard this, and it really took me back. I think what it was is that I saw this was a tribute to someone who had passed away, and my thought was, this is gonna be a snooze. This is just gonna be a bunch of chill tracks saying about how much they miss this person. I was wrong. <laughs> You misjudged the situation. I did, because this thing is new metal AF. Yeah. So, um, got yeah. a question for you. 
I remember when we were at Rock and Pod, and we talked to one Mr. Tom Hazart. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was involved with this record, if I'm not mistaken, in some way, shape, or form. He was in the Angel's Son music video. And um, he basically, because he knew Lynn. And because, as you'll find as we go through this album, everybody knew Lynn. And from what I can tell, Lynn was, Lynn was the, Lynn was the life of the party. He was the guy. Like, the, when we get into these lyrics, like people loved this guy, and people had great hopes for him. And yeah, and yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't get ahead of it, but I did watch the video for Angel Sun, um, and Tom, I, you catch Tom very quickly. He has smaller dreads than he does today, and he's wearing a jersey, and he's standing in the back, and it's it's a, like a second or so, but he's there. I saw him. I can vouch. All right. Um, but we can get more into that video when we get to that song. Um, Jenny, what did you think of Starlit Eyes? Um, I liked it a lot. I wasn't sure what to expect. I knew that this was like a tribute to Lynn, but I kind of thought that it would be these bands like covering songs that he did for some reason, I guess mm-hmm. just when I hear compilation, I, I guess because we've done two like album of albums of covers. Like I thought that's what I was going to get again. So I was a little bit surprised to hear what I heard. And it, I was like, Oh, this is like super heartfelt. Interesting. Well, we'll see what the rest of them do. And it's like, Oh, no spoilers, but it's a bunch of super heartfelt songs. Yeah. Um, well, mostly, yeah. mostly. Yeah. I mean, Incredibly heartfelt, and and they all are, they all sound like, like nobody is on this record who sort of knew Lynn. They all feel very personal. They all feel very specific. Um, even if these, I mean, I don't know if this album was necessarily made, you know, how long they had to work on it, but it it certainly seems to be that everybody came in and did their their best to, you know communicate but also the thing is also is that the band uh, the remaining snot guys wrote for the singer so you know it's there it, there's i mean not to get ahead but i don't think there's really any moments of like a uh a round peg in a square hole it seems like they were no like no real okay. fish out of water moments yeah it's like we have we, who, we got surge okay we're gonna write for surge we're gonna make this sound as good as possible um yeah i wrote this it's got a great chorus tugging at your new metal heartstrings so very true this is a surge i would have coffee with Mm -hmm. it is most certainly most certainly aggressive (laughs) (laughs) it is (laughs) all right up next we've got take it back featuring jonathan davis of corn
I'm so mad I did not hear this song in 2000. This is so my shit. This is very, very good. I mean, Jonathan Davis is fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Jenny. Um, so, two things. <laughs> One, I want to say I like this song. I appreciate it for what it is. It's not quite my shit, but like, you can't be mad at any of the songs on this album, really. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I listened to this album, it took me a minute to realize what was going on. And I was like, oh, God, Jonathan Davis, you're so fucking cheesy. But then the yeah, once I realized what was going on, I started it over again. And I was like, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. I, I, you know, I, oh, there have been not it's 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 not even quantifiable how many moments in my life i've had like that where i was like oh blah 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 and then i I am i'm struck with a moment where i came in it was like junior high school i came in and i for some reason i I felt like a real hot shot and i was cracking jokes in choir class because i'm a real hot shot and um the this kid just goes you know this person's father died yesterday and she was in the the choir room, and it was just like, "How was I supposed to know?" Yeah, it is a classic. Like your fucking mom, and then someone's like, "My um, my mother passed away many years ago." And you're like, "I can ah, ah, ah. I did not." Yeah, I, and, I and got, that's on you. Yeah. And this was on me. I, I got one for you, real quick. I was in the marching <laughs> band in high school, and um. We were, uh, you know, we're in the stands during the football game and I, uh, I was talking to someone and not paying attention to the game because who fucking cares? And I turned around, I'd been standing talking to somebody and I turned around and everyone, I didn't realize that everyone was sitting because someone had been injured on the field and they had converged on him and stopped the game. And I thought everyone was still standing, milling about, doing whatever. And so I turned around, noticed it, and went, another guy got hurt? Just like that. And then I turned and looked, and everyone was sitting solemnly, silently. So my another guy got hurt resonated across all of the stands. And someone was like, Lawrence, sit the fuck down. And um I did, and then I, I uh, sheepishly clapped when they carried him off the field. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know what you mean. So if anybody listening has had a moment like that, please do not hesitate to tell us. Because mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Absolutely. Take it to the commons. <laughs> That's right. Um, so JD is so lit up on this song. He is saying that Lynn's death makes him hate slash lose faith faith in god says as i feel emptiness growing in my heart i can't help but scream at you hating you i bet you think it's funny you give us a gift and then you take it back it's very raw and angry once again not something i usually expect from a tribute album um Uh, yeah i don't want to do this but i'm gonna be the guy (laughs) here it comes here it comes no this is not a funny thing this is I don't remember how Lynn passed, and I think it would be good context for the oh, record. He was Lynn, killed in a car. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lauren. You, you, what you were going to say? 
was gonna say he was killed in a car accident. That's, that's what it. I. That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought it was a car accident. Yes, mm. that's right. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't an OD. It wasn't a suicide. It suicide. wasn't a plane crash. No. no. Nope. That's it. Yeah. Simple car crash. Um, and then there are, interestingly enough, um, backing vocals from Nathan Cox, who is a music video director. Um, more specifically, he's a new metal music video director. And let me just run down this resume for you guys. Cold Chamber, Loco, System of a Down, Sugar, Stupefy, Disturbed, Down with the Sickness, Disturbed. Lincoln Park, Points of Authority, Lincoln Park in the End, Paper Cut, Lincoln Park. He did the Angel's Son video. Of course he did. Static X, Cold. He took a minute. He's like, listen, I'll direct this box carve racer video, but then I'm back in it. Hoobastank, out of control. Um, yeah, this guy. Oh, he did. He's done like every single um, Disturbed video. Disturbed is just like, get Nathan on the phone. We got to do a vid. Um Surprisingly, only one corn video, Let the Guilt Go, from mm. 2010. So, yeah, Black Veil. Bri- oh, he did uh, Suicide Silence, You Only Live Once. If anyone oh, shit. knows that song. I know yeah. that video. Yeah, it's a great oh, video. It's great Nathan. It's Nathan. Oh, and Jenny, he did your favorite Suicide Silence song, You Can't Stop Me. He did right. that one. Right. Mm-hmm. I tried. They were right. I couldn't stop them. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got I Know Where You're At featuring MCUD of Head P.E. Yeah. I got to get through this shit. Straight up. <laughs> Mama told me that there'd be days like this. Straight up. You know, it's easy to forget what my purpose is. Just when I feel like everything's cool, my drama starts resurfacing. (laughs) And all that drama, it's hard to not let it blind you. Well, you gotta put that fake shit behind you. Don't let your enemies remind you about that time you fucked up. My boy would've told you to shut the fuck up. I see fools laughing and I wanna cry. I see fools living it up and I wanna die. Shit, I feel like I got one foot in the grave already. I feel like Jesus is out to get me. Test me and watch me fail. <laughs> but I know it's not too late for me. He told me there's more out there than just hate for me. Yeah, I see you on a painted road, and I miss you. I can't see you, but I feel you. Yeah, I feel your soul. You know this. No matter what, I know you still got my back. Yeah, I know where you at. One thing I want to point out about this album, new metal as fuck. Oh my god, yeah. Probably the most new metal album we've done all Recently. of Compilations Month. I think so. Yeah. Like consistently across the board, it's it just keeps upping the ante. And I think like it's a compilation. We didn't really do like a who's in like who's in there's not really a who's in the band, but um the major players like 
playing the instruments on this album are uh, Mikey Doling on guitars, John Feinstock on bass, and Shannon Larkin on drums. And uh, Doling and Feinstock uh, do most, if not all, of the music. They write most of the music. Um, and, I mean, props to them for, you know, adapting, you know. I mean, that's the thing, is these guys kind of had a lot of work ahead of them because they did have to uh, write all these songs for all these different voices and make it work. And I mean, we're three in, but I think they're kind of nailing it, you know, um, because writing for surge is very different from writing for Jonathan Davis and then writing for Jared. I'm sorry, Jared. I'm sorry. M U C D. <sighs> so many names. Look, um, yeah. he's got to keep it fresh. He does. This one almost lost me. I was like, oh, this is going to take a fucking turn. Mm. But it it came around. It came around. It's. I, I wrote in my notes that it seems like like there is this feeling that these songs were written quickly, but in like a, a good sort of raw sense. Like they were just like, hey, you're really sad and upset that Lynn is dead. Yep. Put it down on the paper right now. It's right not. Now. You, you, you got it, Lauren. It's not overthought. Mm-hmm. But it's not overthought in a good way. Like it, it sometimes you can overthink grief or mm-hmm. sadness and it can be very trite and then it isn't earnest anymore. It's maudlin and it's it's lost. Right. Whereas this feels present in mm-hmm. that. Like what what he's talking about in the song would resonate with anyone who's experienced loss of any kind. Right. And it's interesting also because obviously, I mean, we've listened to, you know, over a hundred of these new metal albums, which deal with, you know, childhood trauma and other things and, you know, breakups and everything like that. But it usually is from a remove of years or, you know, a sort of studied, you know, thing. And this one, I feel like, I mean, especially, I got to say, going back to that Jonathan Davis song. That song feels like he did like one or two go throughs on those lyrics and then he just went for it, you know, did not polish it up, just getting it real raw and vicious. And I think to the album's uh, to the album's benefit. I agree. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got Catch a Spirit featuring Max Cavalera. Our boy. Yeah. The pit has been activated. How can you not with me? Yes. 
Oh, I missed Max. If there's any human being that you would want to eulogize you to commemorate you in song, let it be Max Cavalera. Oh, man. I want... I mean, listen. Odds are, just with when we were born, I will outlive Max Cavalera. But for whatever reason, if I go sooner, you get that boy to my funeral so he can yell about me and say, Spirit! Lauren, fly high, or something like that. He'll Can figure you hear it out. me? And you'll be like, yeah. <laughs> sure, dude. <laughs> You're loud as fuck right now. I'm in. I'm in. You just activated the pit in heaven where there isn't any pits. Um, Want to mention we have some additional bass work on this song from Marcelo Diaz and one Chavo of System of a Down. Boom, boom, boom. And... I mean, once again, I'm so impressed with these guys. I mean, they basically just did Soulfly. Like, yeah. it's, I, I wrote fake Soulfly in my notes, but that's <laughs> that's a diss because it sounds like Soulfly. Straight up. Like, they did it. Straight up. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> I did not intend that, but straight up. But that also leads us to the loss, right? Like, mm-hmm. if these guys were writing this record, we did the first Snot record. It definitely felt like a first record, feeling it out, finding their voice. It's it's the classic, like, what could have been? What mm-hmm. would have that second snot record been? Yeah. It it probably, honestly, probably would have been a world beater. You know what I mean? Because when we think about a lot of the people, I mean, the second, a lot of people's second records are when they really came into their own and really took off, you know? Think about the jump from, um, well, no, that doesn't count. I was going to say corn, but no, it doesn't count. Um, but like $3 bill, y'all. $3 bill, y'all, a significant other. I mean, that's a big jump. Um, a Deftones Adrenaline to Around the Fur. Big jump there. Um, so, yeah. Any other thoughts, Jenny, on this one? Uh, no. Let's hop over to this next song. Uh, this is a song called Until Next Time, and it's featuring Jason Sears of Rich Kids on LSD. <laughs> As I see her all alone, wonder why now once again What, the others weren't enough yet to take another friend Now once again, too soon, I saw the wounds that just don't dare I can see you, my feelings in a song with a tear Where somewhere close, it feels so far, I hold you here deep in my heart I hope and pray these words you'll hear it, you're a peace and free from fear Question now, slowly rage, how could you make this end? Well, I love that song. I knew you Shocked would. Shocked nobody. I knew you would. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Give me one of those. <laughs> there we go. I'll take love one it. of those all day. Sure will. Very good. Love it. What a dream. Lauren, what'd you think? 
Um, I wrote, you know, uh, kind of a hardcore punk song. Um, I like that in the liner notes, the lyrics have a part labeled slow part, and that made me laugh. I wrote that it is very strong, very personal, and it does Lynn proud. Also, interestingly enough, in the uh, music written credits, it is credited to Lynn, uh, Mikey Dolan, and John Painstock. So clearly this must have been something. I mean, the thing is that this reminds me more of a lot of the stuff we heard on that first Snot record. Um, are you familiar at all with RKL? I'm not, no. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were... It says that they're part that. of the Nardcore scene, <laughs> which has to do with hardcore coming out of Oxnard, but um, because I'm perpetually 15 in my heart, I laughed out loud the Fucking first time nards. I saw Nardcore. I was like, oh, I can't. Wolfman has nards. <laughs> I figured it was from the Wolfman uh, scene, so... There you go. Um, and I haven't mentioned this, but just about every single page of the uh, liner notes has either pictures from the um, the recording sessions or pictures of the singer with Lynn. So we have Lynn with Serge. Uh, we have Lynn with Max. Uh, Lynn with uh, Jason Sears of RKL. Um, and also we have, um, there's a picture of Jonathan Davis recording his vocals for Take It Back. He is wearing an NYPD shirt. And he is screaming his lungs out. He sure Uh, is. All right. Up next, we've got a song called Divided, an argument for the soul featuring Brandon Boyd of Incubus. Some snaky type things going on here. This album is truly very interesting and in, in really letting you know what it is, how all of these guys deal with grief. Jonathan Davis is angry and vindictive. Jared is basically like, your death's got me fucked up. I don't know what to do. Brandon Boyd, he is his typical self. He's seen you are merely divided from your physical form. I'm like, <laughs> of course classic it's an argument for the soul for the soul (laughs) you know what i liked this song yeah me too i feel like the placement on the album was good it's like this isn't even this is a slow boy i think in terms of like what we've been hearing so far but i feel it was really interesting to hear brandon boyd with the dudes from snot because i was like oh if you were always in this context that would be sweet. Like I, yeah, I, I feel like it really balanced very well. There was a moment in my head I was like, "Whoa, that's Brandon Boyd." 
yeah, like it's almost as though he took down his bead curtain out of respect. <laughs> he was like, you know what? On this song, I'm just going to go for it the way that I like to go for it, which is by talking about an argument for the soul. <laughs> you can't completely put down <laughs> right? the philosophy book. <laughs> you know. No. Yeah, because also, I mean, he uses this tragedy as also a learning experience for himself. You know, classic Brandon. Hey, there's a lesson in everything. Mm-hmm. Up next, uh, there's a track called Ozzy Speaks, which I think you could probably guess what it is. And that's going to go right into Angel's Son, featuring Lejean Witherspoon, Clint Lowry, and Morgan Rose of Seven Dust. This album is a tribute and a celebration of Lynn's life from his friends and all his peers. We all miss you, Lynn. I'll see you on the other side. God bless you always. Love, Ozzy. thinking that this is the only song on the album that didn't have any like writing contribution for from a member of snot that is correct um lyrics are by lejean and clint lowry and music is by clint lowry so basically the song is written by um seven dust um it was produced by mike mikey doling and um the guitars are clint lowry mikey doling and sonny mayo bass john fainstock drums morgan rose who's the drummer for seven dust and hammond organ jim wert um i've always liked this song i've always thought it was really good um i think lejean sounds incredible sounds very heartfelt and beautiful so yeah i've always uh, i've always enjoyed this one jenny uh i'm gonna be honest this isn't for me um I I mean I I believe it's heartfelt and mm. everything like that. I just I don't know. I'm I just not really a fan of the song. I feel kind of bad saying that. Um because you know <laughs> everything is like heartfelt and touching on this, but live right. your truth, Jenny. Yeah, it just like it's just not it's just not for me. Matt. 
then it is not for me either. Um, this is one of those songs, though, that if it, if I knew it well and it caught me at the right moment, I would sing along and cry to it. Sure. <laughs> like it, mm-hmm. It's that kind of song. It's like in that scene in Tommy Boy where they're like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to turn this off. It's fine. And then later on, they're both singing and crying. I see that happen with yeah. this song. Uh, so the music video, uh, so there's two music videos. There's the music video for this album, and then they did another music video when they re-recorded it and made it more rock uh, version for their for the Seven Dust album. Um, but the one for this album um, has the band basically performing around a campfire, and then members of Lynn's family and his girlfriend, and then all these other bands are still coming out and adding wood to the fire. And it's a who's who. Like we said, friend of the show, Tom Hazard, he's there. Seven Dust is there. Incubus is there. Sugar Ray is there. And when I say Sugar Ray... Everybody in Sugar Ray is there. All 23 horn players. All the guys are there. Uh, the guys from System of a Down are there. They all are coming. The Cold Chamber guys are there. Everybody's there. But then there is the shots of what is supposed to be Ghost Lynn walking around, like touching their shoulders, letting them know that it's okay. And then he like goes in to the sky at the end, basically. Um, yeah. So very nice, heartfelt video. This is one of the few songs from this album with a bunch of comments on songmeanings.com. I'm trying to think what is my favorite one. I mean, basically, there was a lot of people who... Um, somebody came in and dislimp biscuits, and that kind of took over the thread a little bit as everybody got very upset about that. But there was one comment from uh, Agent S... Her, Agent's Her, I guess. Um, and this is, uh, this is heavy, but I want to read it. Because it's so, I don't know. My son put this song on his wedding CD. I asked him why he would put such a sad song on his wedding CD combo, and he said it was because he liked the song. Three years later, he died in a motorcycle accident. I can't help wondering if it was somehow prophetic. Worst day of my life! Jesus Christ. Whoa. Right? That person came to my website, songmeanings.com. November 7th, 2012. That's very sad. Wow. It is. Yeah. Heavy stuff. Um, and yeah. And then well, literally another commenter is just like, uh, says all this stuff and then this rolls in with like, by the way, Limp Biscuit sucks. And then it just, it's over. <laughs> well, it's over. So that, you know, so far we've heard a lot of really heartfelt things. Mm-hmm. You brought up Limp Biscuit. It's I have. only fitting that the next track on this album comes from, uh, one Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit. This is called Forever. Dedication to Lynn. Step the fuck back, step the fuck back, yeah, step the fuck back, don't you like that, don't you, don't you, 
like this song, but I want to tell you a story about when I worked at a call center for Volkswagen mm-hmm. and uh, somebody's somebody in someone's family had died. I don't know who it was. I don't remember now. It was a long time ago. Or passing around a condolences card and I didn't know what to write. So I Googled what to write in a condolences card and it said like, uh, my thoughts are with you. And I was like, perfect. And then I wrote that and then I signed my name. But then I noticed that everybody else had written these like really beautiful, heartfelt things. Did Fred Durst just do that <laughs> on this record? I have I have some thoughts about the lyrics on this. Song. Okay, please let me do, know. Do we have these lyrics just isolated I, a little bit? I I got these lyrics here, and that's the thing that's great is that you get the lyrics to everything. And I did notice that um, for this song, um, Fred has sole writing credit on the lyrics. Um, <laughs> Seems appropriate. But, but it is notable that the vocals were recorded at Westlake Studios by Terry Date, which means that. He got the call. They're doing a tribute record to Lynn. We would like you to do some lyrics. He's recording, I'm pretty sure, Chocolate Starfish. So he records this during that. And so some of these lyrics sound a little, you know, shut the fuck up, step the fuck back, you know. But then like halfway through, it's like, it's like I wrote, I'll just go to my notes. Uh, Fred spends the first part kind of vamping. And then he gets in his head about the finite nature of his and our existence and starts screaming, it's also temporary. And yeah, it, like you like what you like. Well, Lynn liked his life. And then it was like, okay, he's trying to work this through. Yeah. Like, it was like, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone forever. Every second you're alive is just a countdown. Your life, my life, his life, her life. It's also temporary. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. I, I mean, it just takes him a second. You just need to give him a minute to get there. <laughs> Maybe I should have just started freestyling on that card. You should have just been like, well, Step first, the fuck you back. definitely need to name check yourself. <laughs> Jenny Bloomer, writing a card. <laughs> yeah, Jenny Bloomer, and then condolences to whoever it was to. Yeah. So it's like, condolences to Sarah. Step the fuck back, haters. <laughs> That's right. Step the fuck back, other call center agents. <laughs> Well, then we also uh, get real a grief in the fucking house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. True loss in the fucking house. <laughs> we also get a picture of Lynn standing on the giant toilet that Limp Biscuit um, took with them on Ozfest '98. Mm-hmm. Classic nice. moment. Yep. And um, there's one comment. But really, there's two comments on songmeanings.com. One comment and a response. B Curbs thirty four says worst song ever created by the biggest piece of shit ever he said that on june Tell 15th you really feel june 15th 2002 that was downvoted march 5th 2010 truck 101 rolls in says suck a cock loser upvoted yes 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 this is the sort of discourse I expect on songmeetings.com. There it is. You know, you eight guys. years later to <laughs> chime in with that fucking bird. He's been thinking Dude. about it. Uh, I suck a dick, so- loser. I love it so much. It's so great. Like, just roll it and just, I mean, 
it's it's one of my favorite things I've ever found in, on on your website, Jenny. Thank you. Is Thank that? You. Uh. All right. Up next, we've got a song called "Funeral Flights." This is featuring our boy Des from Cold Chamber. <laughs> track yeah the boys did it again tremendous simply tremendous i was i mean i wish what, you were in the studio for this lord i really was simply I feel like tremendous everybody's just coming in just like we gotta make our boy proud we can't you know like i mean it's one of those things where it's like a new metal tribute record what's it gonna be like they love this guy, and they also know that he, if he was there, he'd be like, dude, you, is this your tribute to me? Why aren't you fucking going and bringing 110%? Why are you, you know? bringing that weak-ass shit? Right. I mean that real shit. Yeah. I just love the idea of just Lynn's ghost just hanging out there being like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. Is my tribute album not going to have any balls? Is it not going to have? Can I get some other ghosts in here to confirm this? Get in here. They're doing this tribute album to me. Is it got any balls? It's going to have some balls. Don't fucking worry. All right. Because I'll haunt you forever if it doesn't. <sighs> Soft rock don't get my cock hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what the tagline of this album should have been. <laughs> yes. We miss you, Lynn. Soft rock don't get my cock hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my epitaph will read. Oh, will it be? That's what the inscription on my wedding ring is going to be. <laughs> there it is there it is there it is all right up next we've got requiem featuring Corey taylor of slipknot we were ready for anything
lost me, got me back. So Classic interesting. Corey note, Taylor. Well, interesting note on that is that the lyrics are written by Corey, Mike Doling, and John Feinstock. Uh, music by Dolan and Feinstock, and additional vocals by Dolan and Feinstock, which leads me to believe that because certainly Corey Taylor has some smooth boy vocals on that first Slipknot record, and that would be what he was coming off of when he recorded this. But I feel like that that smoothness on that chorus might be a little more Dolan Feinstock than Corey Taylor. Devil's advocate for Taylor. I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. It it was just enough. I felt like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's killer, but also heartfelt. Um, and I mean, it's got you know this line: "We were ready for anything but this." You know, like just once again, this raw emotion being put out there. Um, and also, I mean. Is there any truer new metal tribute than the lyric "Life ain't shit without you"? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Encapsulated. It brings it all together. Um, Jenny, other thoughts on this one? Uh, other than I was shocked to not like hate a smooth boy from Corey Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I was just this again. I think that this album is like put together very competently. Um, even we didn't speak about the 16 second track from Ozzy Osbourne being like, "We're all thinking of you." You know, that's mm-hmm. a really good Ozzy. <laughs> very um, good Ozzy. Um, boy, did Ozzy just <laughs> walk in the room for? A oh my God, is Ozzy Osbourne here? He was. He left really quickly. <laughs> he was embarrassed of the shell of himself he'd become. Um, but I just think that it's just sequenced really well. Like by the time we got here, I'd had whatever happened with forever, which I did like, but was a little bit like canned. Uh, and then that the cold chamber track. And then, yeah, by the time we got there, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this smooth boy. That's fine. Uh, so I don't know. I was, I was surprised to be enjoying Corey Taylor, but you know, what a dream. So, you like you said, though, this album is so well-constructed. It's conceived so well. Who could be the person <laughs> behind all this to bring it all together? Ladies and gentlemen, co-executive producer, Happy Walters. The man who put together Judgment Night. What? Is that so? That is so. He's got a little thing at the end of the liner notes. Uh, He said, uh, although I wasn't a close friend of Lynn's, I did know and admire his music and his zest for life. Lynn always did did everything 100%. There was no middle of the road with Lynn. Two years ago in Australia, where I was touring with one of our band's corn, uh, Mikey approached me with the idea of making a record of Lynn's friends, a record that paid tribute to his life and his music. I thought it was a great idea and promised that I would lend whatever I could to the project. As you can hear, everyone did an amazing job making this record. All the artists contributed generously with their time and went out of their way to make this project a reality. With all the love and passion that appears on this album, this whole experience has made me feel as though I've gotten to know Lynn Strait a little better. Happy. Very cool. Very so nice. there you go. Like that, I think, is the extra touch is that they were they had this idea. We'd great to get all this, but like how do we who do we get? Get get Happy Walters. He made Judgment Night happen. Get him. And they got him, and Happy came through. Happy is aptly named because he makes us happy. 
That's right. Well, let's go ahead and push that as far as we can. Up next, we've got Reaching Out featuring Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray and Whitfield Crane of Ugly Kid Joe. picked the exact right time to read that quote from happy <laughs> um this is not my favorite song on the album um you know it's got that weird vocal filter on um mcgrath's voice megaphone right um yeah <laughs> he didn't want to be anywhere near where they were recording it he's like i will shout it across the parking lot but that's as good as megaphone get. so yeah. if you point a boom mic at me You'll get what you need. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jenny, thoughts on reaching out? Not great. Uh, but this is a case that we actually don't necessarily get so much anymore, where by now I am 100% bought in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in. I feel like you would have to do something shockingly bad for me to, like, bail on this album at this point. Right. So... By the time I got there, I was like, I don't need this, but sure, that's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Like, I, it's it's alt-rocky in its hook, and it didn't... I was like, oh, Mark McGrath, ugh. And then it starts, and I'm like, ugh. But then it, I'm like, it's fine. We're fine. It's Everything's cool. Everything's fine. That's how weird shit gets passed into law. They get you to buy in most of the bill, and then they're like, also this fucked up thing. And you're just like, well, I guess that's, <laughs> that's okay. That's true. Yeah. That's probably what will happen is they will pass free health care for all, and you'll be like, great, everyone has free health care. And then like you get there, and you're like, by the way, there is a Mark McGrath song hidden inside <laughs> the bill. And that's you're like, exactly no! right. <laughs> Whoa, if you want to know what your diagnosis is, you have to go Listen across to every morning. Yeah, over and over. And also, oh. Mark McGrath will scream it at you through a megaphone from across the parking lot. <laughs> Which, you know, ultimately seems worth it. Yeah. Um. All right. Up next, we've got the song Absent, uh, which is one of only two completed tracks from Snot's unfinished second album. Uh, this does appear on the Strangeland soundtrack, and it is featuring backing vocals by Amy Echo. Absent. 
pretty good snot song you guys hard charging real has some heat behind it hot chorus hot chorus real good chorus gosh really made the strange land soundtrack in my opinion mm-hmm. and and you know wonder who might have produced this heat with this level of quality chorus could it have been the angel is it it is russ robinson produced this song oh wow i didn't know that what a nice surprise for us wonderful surprise i uh yeah i was i when i was listening to it i was like man this is way more hard charging and slick and really put together than i think anything on the first nut record pull open these liner notes produced by russ robinson produced at indigo ranch well there we fucking go what a dream and, you know and then that just made me think like man the true loss here like the second snot record i mean i don't know if they were going to do a whole record with, with ross i don't know where this song fell in the whole thing but i mean they were with the angel they were with the angel man oh so yeah it's a tribute record so i feel weird asking how respectful of our time this is <laughs> Because it's a tribute record. Like if they if you said like Wow. <laughs> Take your time. Uh it's it comes in at fifty minutes and seventeen seconds. All right. There you go. Not bad. Not bad. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh up next there's a song called Sad Air. This is a spoken word track. Uh it's Lynn speaking with backing guitar by Sonny Mayo, who's a snack guitarist. addicted period you know I mean like and it's weird because so many of the population so much of the population is addicted or you know compulsive and impulsive I mean, it's one of those things that you kind of have to listen to the whole thing and we're not going to do that. Yeah. So um, the last track, did you have something to say about this spoken word track, Lauren? Um, just one really good comment from songs meaning, uh, songmeanings.com from JT who said, I find this very profound. It really makes me think, but I'll keep that part to myself. Dude. Dude. Why <laughs> comment? Why did you come here? The song... Meanings. 
that guy is that guy is just like my sip sister. She'll be like your sip sister. My sip sister. My step sister. There you go. Uh, I thought you had a sip sister, like someone. She who is like... my sip sister, but she's also my stepsister. Okay. I was uh, struggling with what to call her, but. <laughs> oh, we're learning like, a lot right I, now. <laughs> I know. I know. She'll be like, "I was a security guard," and you ask her if she's ever busted anybody, and she goes, "Not on the clock." What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I'm not gonna ask her. Something like this makes me think a lot, which I'm not gonna get into right now. <laughs> she just did she throw a smoke bomb, vanish? No, she, she just, just sat there and looked off into the distance, and I was like, "No way, Liz! I'm not biting." Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear this story. <laughs> I'm not. If you want to tell me, tell me. That's how I feel about this commenter. Right. Don't say like you had a really good time. A lot happened. (laughs) (laughs) How's your weekend? Fine. A little crazy, but, uh, you know. (laughs) What? 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 I'm not, I will never ask somebody a question in that situation. (laughs) Out of sheer stubbornness. You're like, "Mm, interesting. And walk away. That's right. Uh, the last track on this album is a hidden track just called Straight Up. Uh, and it is mixed by none other than DJ Lethal. Say something for the record. Tell the people what you feel. hidden track so yeah um (laughs) so it's basically a mix of the songs snot unplugged deadfall the box and i just lie from the first snot record um also it is apparently also known as 313 but i do not know why but i yeah i saw it listed as also straight up and also as 313 so Hmm. and that that's straight up i guess that brings us to the part in the show where we talk about the cannon cannon. talk jenny let's start with you um i really really liked this record a lot uh i guess i wasn't sure what to expect it definitely wasn't this um i loved it i was not mad to listen to it ever i think the whole thing should go in i think that it's a really a really like this is gonna sound so fucking cheesy, but I think it's like a really beautiful tribute. And I think it's nice to see something I, I it's just nice to see this like side of some of these people who like I think really sometimes overdo it and have too much time to think. Um, like I think you and Matt were both saying, like it it just seems like they didn't have enough time to overthink this. So it's like a lot more sincere. Like there wasn't anything on this record, even Brandon Boyd. It was like, Oh yeah, this is just how you process things. Mm-hmm. Um, there was nothing on it that felt insincere or cheesy. Even the weird, like Aussie vignette seemed like oddly Ernest. appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I loved this. This is one of my favorite records that we've done. I think in the whole, uh, 
all of the episodes. So I say, put the whole thing in. Uh, that's how I feel. And I will not apologize for how I feel. Do Lauren, what do you think? Uh, I love it. I think this is a great album. It's cohesive and it's sincere. Like a really great... I mean, I think it's probably... I mean, when I hear tribute albums and people make tribute albums, I feel like there's just... They're never this cohesive or sincere. There's always somebody on it who's like, you know, I mean, the other thing is this was made so recently after he passed, you know, and I think a lot of times when they make tribute albums or something like that, it's always just like, oh, yeah, I I grew up listening to his music. And you're like, you know, it's like some R&B artist and it's like the guy from The Killers. And you're just like, what? No. Yeah. Yeah. Not, Not that I'm trying to be a jerk, but it's like if there was a Frank Sinatra tribute album and they put Pharrell on it, it's like Pharrell Pharrell. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. That's the thing. Like everybody is on this record. Was a contemporary of him, of him. And it doesn't even seem to necessarily be like, here's the other thing. If they were really thinking about, we got to move units. You're not going to put the seven dust song out as the single. You're going to put the Jonathan Davis song out. Or the Limp Biscuit song. Or, or the, the Sugar Bis- Ray song. The Sugar Ray moving units. Just kidding. I had to throw a little bit of hate at something today. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, yeah, props once again to Happy Walters, the man with the magic touch and getting these people together. Um, yeah, I say put it in the canon. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Matt Nas. What a month. What a month what a roller coaster of emotions from the ultra nostalgia of judgment night to the unnecessary loud rocks (laughs) 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 to to the okay uh take a bite out of rhyme to the dare i say essential straight up uh this is canon 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 worthy 100 percent new metal all over this bitch Mm -hmm. and it does it walks one of the hardest lines that there is to walk which is paying tribute being earnest without being overly corny maudlin or self you know like this is before the humble brag like yeah. The, o- the only weird thing is Fred Durst fucking name checking his band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't but knowing him, he, it's just part and parcel. Like Yeah. He yeah. probably doesn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm really glad that you both like this as much as I did because listening to it, I I really think like I will just listen to this now. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like it's one of the best things that we've listened to. It's it's really really excellent. It's it's once again I was just kicking myself because like I said it was at my college radio station the whole time and I never played it. I and, thought that we were yeah. out of albums that would just be great. <laughs> I mean I'm sorry to be like depressing, but just if I'm being real, I thought we were like out of things that would just be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we really closed uh, the month off with one of the strongest albums in the canon. Yeah, absolutely. So there you have it, straight up in the canon. A worthy, worthy edition. End of another successful theme month. The end of compilation month. You know what that means now? Everybody's chomping at the bit for us to do another one. And also, there was a little bit of buzz. A a few people thought that we were going to do the Spawn soundtrack. 
And there is now push. They want me to live by shame. To do the Spawn soundtrack. Now that's decidedly not new metal without hearing a note of it. It is, well, here's the thing. It has a bunch of new metal bands on it. It's got corn on it. It has Incubus on it. The off the top of my head. But it is also, yeah, but I think also it has like Metallica. Crystal and Method is on it. Crystal Method, Crystal Method with Filter, Marilyn Manson, um, Stabbing Westward. I mean, a lot of Lauren favorites, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, Silver Chair is on it. Um, new metal as fuck. New metal as fuck, yeah. So it does frog the frog crossover. The frog crossover. Has Silver Chair ever touched base with the guys in nine point? Actually, they probably aren't huge fans because Frog Stomp. Mm. They might there be like, is. hey, got it. Don't do it. That's a message. hmm Um so I don't know. That's that strikes me as um I don't know. Something we'll think about down the line. We got some other new metal boys to get to first. Um, so, yeah, that once again brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, keep on saying hello online on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Reddit. And uh, send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Listen to every episode of Roach Coach at roachcoach.com. And, um, hey. Un- yeah. We're we're about to be entering a gift giving season. That's right. Oh yeah, we are. You know, nothing says I love you like a Roach Coach T-shirt. I'm just saying, we still got some. Go to RoachCoach.com, <laughs> click on store. Twenty dollars fucking shipped. Wow. Anywhere in the continental United States. Uh, if you're not in the continental United States, just send a Roach Coach. Uh, podcast at gmail.com a little note or uh, hit us up on Facebook DMs let us know we'll, we'll figure it out yeah we're good for it ish yeah. unless uh, unless you need a different size and then uh, we will drag our fucking feet forever <laughs> sorry Chris <laughs> working true. on sometimes Sweet Mitchell stops working at a screen printing shop and starts being an app developer Man, and your line to the press is dry. Uh, but Chris, believe you me, we will get that to you. I promise. Someday. Uh, yeah. So yeah, for your holiday shopping, definitely go to RoachCoach.com and get yourself a shirt. And I thought Matt, you were going to mention also that December is a month for gift giving because we have coming up. We don't normally say this. Normally, we keep it real hush-hush, but let's just oh, get it shit. out there. Are you doing it? I'm just going to fucking do it. Next week, you get it. The fucking hundo is Hundo. Whoop, whoop. Dundo. The hundo. The dundo. Hundo. That's right. So get ready. You're going to love it. It's I'm not very... a bonus up. Uh, we break a lot of hearts with the promises that we made. Look, if... The when holiday made- season teaches you nothing. It's that the people you love will break their promises. <laughs> Let us continue the if, trauma. If, if, if the promises we made taught us anything, it was don't make them before you have babies or move <laughs> yeah. out or of move. state. Yeah. Or just exist as me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we'll see you next week with the hundo. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. All 
right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Life is changing. I can't go on without you. Rearranging. I will be strong. I'll stay.